Welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging purpose-driven leaders and entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, inspiration, and principles for success for their life, their business, and their career. Now let the class begin. Welcome to another episode of the School of Purpose podcast. This is Markeith Brayton, and I'm so excited to be back with you this week. And I know, yes, it's been a couple of weeks since we had an episode, and I'm doing my best to get better. And, you know, we have almost two months left towards the end of the year, and I'm just going to just bite the nail and make sure that I have something every single week, even if I don't have an interview. So I am so excited that you're with us once again. I have a great guest who is an author, who is someone who I recently met, but I think has some great information to share with us on today. So let me just read her bio to you before we get started. Her name is Michelle Gomez, and she is a connection enthusiast and founder of Line 25 Consulting. Michelle speaks on connecting with people through content and conversations. Two-time author of Success Undefined, Reject Your Fears and Frame Your Success, and Network, Navigate, and Nurture the equation to strategic networking. She hosts the Networking with Michelle show, the go-to podcast for African-American millennials discussing life strategies with a bit of entrepreneurial advice. (laughs) So let us now welcome Michelle Gomez. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you for reaching out to me. And I'm always excited to be interviewing authors and those who have written books because you have a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of information that I believe those who listen to the School of Purpose podcast uh, can glean and learn a lot from. So once again, thank you for joining us on the podcast. So I just gave you a brief bio of Michelle, but we're going to let her kind of give us a little bit more in-depth information about who she is and how she shows up in the world each and every day. Yeah, I'm always grateful and blessed. And it's taken me a while to realize that, you know, gratitude shapes perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So whether we're down or out or we're soaring high, it's all about gratitude that shapes your perspective perspective in life. And I was fortunate, you know, it took me forever to get a college degree. Mm -hmm. But once I made up my mind, you couldn't stop me. I love to learn. And I have a background in corporate finance. And it was a little bit too rigid for me. And I just always had that entrepreneurial bug. Uh, Definitely commend my parents for that. And in 2013, I decided to leave finance and start my own marketing company. And I I like to say I've just been figuring it out ever since, right? Um, Definitely hit some low points early. I mean, literally two weeks into entrepreneurship, it was was bad as far as we had a family member pass away. And, you know, I thought I was prepared to do business. And now I have to tend to my family. And I feel like I lost momentum. 
And then some time went by and uh, I lost everything. And then I wrote my first book, Network Navigate and Nurture. And I was like, what do I know? I know people. I love connecting with people. And it's just recently that I've been able to tap into my purpose and just been moving forward ever since. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, you kind of helped to segue into one of our first questions on every show. And that is this idea of how do you define purpose? Mm. Given the story that you just shared with us and how you reconnected to getting into more of a firm foundation place, how would you define purpose today? I think purpose is defined by your natural gifts that you have, but the world is able to benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Right. So what do I mean by that? Um, One thing for me, I have always been one to provoke thought. I've always had or I try to have intimate, deep conversations with whomever. Like I really, really want to know who Mr. Mark Keith Braden is. Right. Um, I want to know your childhood up until what you ate yesterday. That's the Mm -hmm. type of person I am. And I realized because I was able to connect with people you never saw me in clicks, but you've always saw me helping people, listening, encouraging one-on-one, or I was able to connect two people together and just take myself out of the equation. Mm -hmm. And so what I realized, one, I like to provoke thought, and two, it's really about the connection um, that I'm able to assist people with and just sharing that message, whether it's through podcasting, through a book, or speaking engagement, and it's a natural ability. It took me a while to realize it, but now that it's here, I just want to share it with anyone and everyone, and hopefully they can benefit from it somehow. Wow, wow. You know, and that's very important that purpose goes beyond just you identifying what it is. It also includes what you have to offer to the world, what you have to offer to others. None of us have a purpose that is specifically assigned to us. It's an assignment to others of why we have a purpose and why we were created. Absolutely. Our next question is, how would you define success? (laughs) Yeah, defining success, the whole premise of the book. But I define success, success, um, and it changes all the time. But once again, really supporting um, my natural gifts, extending those gifts to family and friends and remaining of service, right? Um, Sometimes it's financial service. Maybe it's an email, like we connected via email through a mutual friend Um, and having the ability to really do what you want to do day in and day out. And hopefully you know, make a good living off of it or have a happy life doing it. Right, right, right. One of my favorite quotes I gained from success was from the late Dr. Earl Nightingale. Okay. And he was a speaker and a thought leader during his time, early uh, 1950s, 60s, 70s, somewhere in there. And Dr. Nightingale said, success is the progressive realization mm. of a worthy idea. And at the end of the day, that means that we all have the potential and the possibility 
to be successful as long as we have ideas that we deem worthy of pursuing, worthy of going after, worthy of really sacrificing whatever it is we feel like we need to sacrifice to achieve it. And when I learned that quote and when I heard it, I thought, wow, you know, we all have the ability or we all really have been successful. Whatever Mm -hmm. we deem worthy, whatever we deem as an idea that we want to achieve, once we achieve it, that brings about success. Absolutely. I believe in the short term, success is defined by accomplishing a goal. Mm -hmm. And what I want people to realize is we're all successful right? It's not about the big house, the luxury car, the ideal boat, or X amount of dollars in your bank account. But at the end of the day, we have all, we all have an idea. We've all accomplished a goal. Right. And because of that, we are successful. And let's just, we really have to do a better job of celebrating those small wins because the small wins are the accumulation of success. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So let's go ahead and start our conversation about your latest book. And that book is entitled Success Undefined. And the the subtitle to that is Reject Your Fears and Frame Your Success. Yes. I thought that was a very strong subtitle. Reject Your Fears and Frame Your Success. What was the impetus or the motivation behind writing this book? urgency uh writing it now because i read a lot of books i listen to a lot of podcasts and i feel like books that have the word success in the title they come from millionaires they come from ceos from executives uh, people, entrepreneurs that have been in business 10 20 30 years and they're like lining out all of these principles that you need to do from waking up at 5 a.m to morning <laughs> morning routines and i'm like who has written a success book in the middle of the climb mm. and i feel like i needed to write this book before i blow up quote unquote <laughs> whatever that means right but um really in the midst and it's not about you know doing these things to earn six or seven figures it's not about Um, morning routines and creating rituals and habits but it's once again it's really about looking at your life and like I am successful because I've done xyz over the past 20 to 30 years 40 years etc and in the book I outline all of my struggles and I'm not exempt from this and I talk about how um, I lost my apartment how I ran out of money you know I thought I had this checklist of I need Um, six months of savings. I had nine to 12 months of savings and it was gone in a matter of months. (laughs) And it's like, okay, you know, what do I do? And I just put all of my fears, things that even now as an entrepreneur, I've been holding myself back, right? The fear of rejection, fear of criticism, um, really mentally debating the fear of failure versus the fear of success. And all of those things have been holding me back. And I work on this every day, but getting over that and be like, I am successful because I have skills, because I have relationships, I invest in myself, 
and so many other things. And I just want to share that message to people in order for them to change their viewpoints when it comes to success. Good, good. Changing their viewpoint when it comes to success. And one of the first parts of your subtitle is rejecting your fears. Why is it important to reject the fears as we're on this process or on this journey towards success? Because I think there's going to be times when we have limiting, limiting beliefs, right? We're all afraid of something. And the thing is, we have to move in spite of your fear, right? Right. So yes, there's people, there will be people that are going to criticize you, but there's so many more people that are going to applaud you. And you're not going to know what that applause is like until you reject the fear and move past it to get to actually doing the work and producing successful work in order for you to earn that applause from people. Right, right. Joyce Meyer has says it like this. She says, feel the fear, but do it anyway. Yep. So there are many things that I've been afraid of, but I did it anyway because I knew what the benefit would be. Absolutely. I knew how much closer it's going to bring me to achieving the goal. The fact of the matter is, is that most successful people have fears, mm-hmm. but it, it is the successful person who, regardless of the fear or in spite of the fear, they still press forward anyhow. Absolutely. I, I agree. Now, the other part of the subtitle is to frame your success. <laughs> when you say frame success, yes. what does that mean? Well, Success is what you make of it, right? And I, so the title's undefined, right? Because it's defined by you as an individual. And then I talk about how you can define success. And it's one by developing skills. It's about um, evolving. We're going to evolve as people um, in our personal lives, in our professional lives. Um, a lot of us, once you reach 20, late 20s, 30s, and 40s, you evolve from corporate to maybe that entrepreneurial book. Don't be afraid of um, evolving. Uh, With that forward thinking, what are you going to do that's going to set you apart from the rest, from your friends, from your coworkers, um, in order for you to continue that pursuit of success? Um, I investing in yourself. I'm really big on professional development, making sure you're going to the right conferences, the right, uh, obviously, networking events, because I wrote a book on networking. (laughs) And also nurturing those relationships. And I think a lot of times we meet people in the sense uh, we're always we're always trying to meet people, but you really have to nurture that relationship. We have to maintain that relationship. It's not about just meeting new people and building, building, building this contact database. But it's like, can I really call Marquise if I needed to do something, right? right. And I say, hey, Marquis, this it's Michelle. We met um like two years ago. <laughs> but it's like, you know, when you call me, I pick up the phone. I know exactly who you are. And I have no problem providing any type of help or resources that you're asking for. Really nurturing those relationships. Um, e, I had a great interview with George Frazier years ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, you have to expect excellence. You have to expect excellence because so many people are doing average work. And when you're doing average work, it's just mediocre. You're you're lumped in with everyone else. Mm-hmm. But if you expect excellence from yourself, you're going to just shoot from the top. 
And then D, everyone has their own story. Develop your narrative. What is your story? And we're in the age where storytelling is rising and people need to hear from you. They need to hear your message. They need to understand your purpose, your vision, whether you have a small team of three to five people um, in a warehouse and you're producing products or maybe you're international, you know, um, professional speaker. Right. You have a story and don't be afraid to share your story because it's going to resonate on any level to anyone as long as you're authentic. As long as you are authentic and we all want to do excellent work. Mm-hmm. We want to do not just good work because good work to some degree is really average work these days. Very true. Excellent Very true. work is work that you know you put some sweat (laughs) equity into some hard work into it in order for it to become our excellent product or service so on and so forth so absolutely good so when you were writing this book who did you have in mind that would read this book or reach what what was the reach that you wanted to have with this particular book Yeah, so I'm 35 right now, and what I've realized with a lot of my friends and close colleagues, um, we're in our early to mid-30s, and we have our degrees. Um, We are currently in corporate, or we have left corporate, or we're in like some type of weird professional transitioning, and I say professional slash uh, still in corporate, but changing industries, are putting, getting our hands and feet wet with entrepreneurship, and we're trying to build this business. And it's like I'm not quite there yet. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> so that's those are the people that I'm speaking to right now. Um, I guess the older millennials, but it's for everyone. And once again, uh, when you look back at the 20 to 30 years that you've lived you've accomplished a lot and we tend to sell ourselves short and I don't want us to do that. Once again, I want us to literally celebrate those small wins Mm -hmm. and we don't give us ourselves enough credit because when we open up our phone and check the chase or the Wells Fargo app, (laughs) you don't, you don't have, you know, the dollars that you, when you were 20, you're like, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. And you're like, okay. Right. I still have I still have the sixty thousand dollars salary, and um, things are not going as expected. But you're doing so good, you're right. doing so great compared to many. And I I want people to be encouraged, but still climb at the same time. And then we have to be careful about comparing ourselves to someone oh. else, right? Oh yes. Be careful about what we think is success for somebody else, right? Um, because my my whole motto around that is that sometimes what you think is success for somebody else could be less than what mm-hmm. God intended for you to achieve. I like that. I like that. So while I'm looking <laughs> across the fence or looking at somebody else's yard, the yard that God wants me to have or or the yard that the universe wants to provide me, could be more than what I'm saying. Oh, I wish I had. Oh yeah. I love that. And that is so true. And I remember when I was younger, I remember when I was in high school, we had a speaker come to us and um, he was, I was a senior and he was like, you know, he was, (laughs) it's funny because I speak now, but (laughs) I was like, he was ranting about something. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember him saying, 
some people are afraid of success. And I've, I've heard so many people say that. I'm like, but you know, 17, afraid of success. What? Right. <laughs> like, what do I know at 17, let alone what do I know about being successful and managing success? And I kind of talk about that too. It's like a lot of us, we want the outcome, but we don't want to put the work in. Mm. And whatever you're doing struggles, good or bad, right? Whatever you're going through now is in preparation of because, and we've been, you've been mentioning the Bible, but it's like, okay, are we, we think about success and money, right? Are we good stewards of money? If I give you a hundred dollars, what are you going to do with that? Right. Um, Are you going to pay your bills? Are you going on vacation or shopping spree? If you can't manage a hundred dollars, how do I know if you're going to be, or how does God know if you're going to be a good steward of a hundred thousand ink, you know, that income that you desire mm-hmm. or that million dollar revenue goal that you want to get. And I, it's, it's building blocks. It's building blocks and stepping stones. Um, whether it's a hundred dollars or a million dollars, are you a good steward of your money and just overall character? Cause it, it all ties in. Wow. So we've talked about fears and we've talked about, you know, how to frame our success. What else would you want someone to really know or to gain from your book? Oh, so much. Um, I'm here two things. I'm here in Houston. So I wrote this book right after Hurricane Harvey. Hmm. Um, I had the concept before, but I was like, I got to get it out. And uh, one thing that resonated, I want to die empty. And I was fortunate oh, yeah. I was fortunate in the sense that I didn't have any physical damage um, during Harvey, but on the news and social media and family, or more so friends, I have a small family, but just hearing so many things. And I say the flood did not discriminate, you know, um, whether your house was paid off or you had a brand new house for 300000 or, you know, you had an apartment paying $700 rent. Uh, this flood did not discriminate across the city of Houston. And I was like, I have so much in me that I want to give. And lots of times I'm, I'm being too strategic mm-hmm. and I'm not saying don't, but some things you just have to get out, you know, um, whatever way you find best. And, and the second thing is um, just, you, I'm a big Gary Vee fan, and you just have to be, he says, you have to be equally patient as you are ambition, ambitious. And um, just understanding that um, as time goes on, I promise you, you are moving upward and onward and better. Just have to be patient with yourself. So die empty, but still be patient with yourself. <laughs> die empty and still be patient with yourself. If that's possible. Awesome. Well, we are going to take a quick break so that we can come back and really dig a little bit deeper into some resources and productivity tools that Michelle uses to, in order to be more productive in her business and gives us some insight on her habits and behaviors of how she is going to be able to grow her business through her habits and behaviors. So we'll be right back in 30 seconds. Are you a speaker, author, or coach who desires to build a personal brand of influence so you can attract more clients and increase your sales? 
Or perhaps you are a pastor or a minister who wants to expand your ministry beyond your local church. Or just maybe you are a career professional who has a desire to build a personal brand lifestyle business so that you can have more time to spend with family and friends and more time doing work that you love. Well, I've created a free membership program called the School of Purpose Membership Program. This membership website will house video tutorials and resources on personal branding, social media marketing, and basic business startup strategies so that you can do work that you love and have passion for. If you are interested in building a personal brand of influence that pays, then you want to join the School of Purpose membership website by going to www.schoolofpurpose.net. That's www.schoolofpurpose.net. Come on, join the School of Purpose membership website and learn how to profit from your purpose. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for the School of Purpose podcast. And we are interviewing today Michelle Gomez. She is the author of two great books, one being Success Undefined with the subtitle of Reject Your Fears and Frame Your Success. And she's also the author of Network, Navigate, Nurture, The Equation to Strategic Networking by Michelle E. Gomez. So we are going to go into our second half of the podcast where we kind of ask some questions that kind of, not kind of, but kind of gives us some insight on Michelle's habits, behaviors, and success principles that she uses as she is growing her business. But before we go into that, Michelle, I always like to ask all of our guests, what's one of the biggest obstacles that you had to overcome in following your passion? So the biggest, uh, one of the biggest obstacles is pleasing, I'll say my, uh, somewhat, my parents are African from Cameroon, mm-hmm. and just that rigid, <laughs> that rigid discipline, like, okay, you're going to grow up to be a nurse, pharmacist, and I've completely gone rogue so many times. And uh, so starting, and my mom's had side hustles and, you know, she's done things here and there. So it was definitely one of those things where uh, she was projecting her fears onto me. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, how am I going to tell my mom I quit my job (laughs) to start this business? And uh, so I think that's been one of the biggest obstacles um, during my initial transition. And then I say, uh, as an entrepreneur, just understanding cash flow mm-hmm. uh, throughout my business. So what were some lessons learned as you kind of worked through th- those challenges or the obstacle of not being a parent pleaser, I guess I could call it. (laughs) You know, one is really communication. As cliche as it is, mother, daughter, husband, wife, whatever the the relationship, it's really communication. And in this case, you know, I still have to remind my mom I'm an adult, you know? (laughs) She's like, okay, Michelle. She's like, I know you're an adult. I had you. And I'm like, okay, you know, mom, I'm, I'm still an adult, you know? Um, but it's, it's good times and we have a great relationship. I'm very grateful for that now. 
as far as the cash flow, um, I eventually had to go back to work, right? And what I realized is that my business income takes care of a lot of my business expenses, if I want to go to a conference, networking events or whatever, things of that nature. Um, but usually when I want to do a project and I'm, or I'm experimenting with some things, uh, that's when my job as an adjunct instructor really kicks in mm-hmm. um, to give me that influx of cash or savings that I need to kind of just experiment with different things, whether it's Facebook ads or writing a book, you know, whether it's $5 or $500. Um, I just work, mm-hmm. <laughs> just do what I got to do. And I'm hoping that one day that I can be like completely full time mm-hmm. in my business. You know, and I like to encourage that with my clients. I was laid off in 2014. And so I had decided that I was going to go full time entrepreneurially and just pursue my speaking and coaching uh, career. And for the first maybe six months to a year, things were going well. I was able to identify contractual work that I could do, freelancing for some area businesses in the Nashville area, but then it began to get a little bit tight. And so the next Mm -hmm. best thing I asked myself was, well, what is it that you could do that would still allow you to be in the vein of what you love to do and what you have a desire to do to create another stream of income? And so while at the same time that I am building my business, I'm also in full-time ministry now Mm -hmm. working for my my church as the director of communications and marketing for the church and you know I teach bible study and do things that still allow me to utilize the gift uh, and the purpose that i have while at the same time creating another stream of income uh, the other w- reason why i did that too was i was able to create that agreement with my pastor mm-hmm. that hey you know i like to have a le- location independence and as much time freedom as possible. And because I was upfront with him and we discussed it, I'm able to, you know, be at home when I want to be at home, travel when I need to travel and don't necessarily have to be at the church every day to do what it is that I need to do. And so if you can find opportunity that aligns your business with some type of job or extra work that you can do, I would always recommend that because it continues to have a stream of income that makes you a little bit more free to not have to make decisions to do things that you don't want to do just because you need to make money. Absolutely. And if I can say one thing, um, even though when, when I left corporate in 2013, I felt like it was all or nothing. Hmm. And I feel like even though it's been about three to four, four years now, I do think the messaging is changing where people, more people are encouraging you to stay at your job and create the side hustles and things of that nature. Um, I would, I would have still left my job However, I would have tried to look, I would have been prepared for a pay cut, right? In the sense that I would have found a job that offered some flexibility, um, a little bit more freedom if I need to take off or, you know, just, just those benefits that are not on paper can go a long way. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Michelle, describe yourself with one word and explain why you chose that word. (laughs) 
Uh, my word is eccentric. Eccentric, and okay. I think uh, before the word ambivert came out, um, it, I just consider myself eccentric because uh, when I'm on, I'm on, you know, I can work the room, I can do my networking thing, uh, but I have no problem staying at home, watching a good SBU marathon, uh, <laughs> or, you know, just saturating myself in business um, and geeking out on that. And just, you know, I've been very fortunate to adapt, but at the same time, I have, have good friends, but I don't have clicks. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I've been able to kind of just float around um, in different groups and just be cool with everyone. Awesome. Awesome. What's one online resource tool, website, or app that has enhanced your productivity and or focus? I would say Google Keep. Google Google Keep? Yes. Okay. And I like to compare it uh, for, I have an Android Okay. For the Apple users, you're probably familiar with Evernote. Mm-hmm. And I think it's comparable uh, to Evernote if you're an Android user. Okay. And I, I love all things Google. Uh, but what I like about Google Keep is that I'm able to create either a short list, a to-do list, um, if I have ideas or lines that can be social media posts, Instagram quotes, I can type it in there. Uh, lots of times I might have um, an idea pertaining to my books, right? I uh, can write as much out as possible or I could record my voice in it. And then when I get at home and I'm on my laptop, I can open that into Google Docs and elaborate on it. Mm-hmm. So I love how, I guess that allows me some flexibility between a short list and a major document between Google Keep and Google Docs. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Evernote. I use Evernote for a lot of different things. One thing in particular I use Evernote for is I like to save funnel processes. Oh. And so if I see a funnel that I really like, I'll take screenshots of each step of that funnel. And then as I'm getting those email sequences, I'll put those email sequences in there too. So that when I'm doing a funnel, I'm not starting from scratch. I kind of have an idea of the flow. It's definitely more efficient than what I've been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's been very helpful to kind of, you know, look at other people's sequence and process when it comes to funnels, because I have click funnels Mm -hmm. and I just kind of save them in Evernote. And when I'm ready to do something, I'm like, okay, here's an idea of what I need to do. Cool. What book or yeah, what book? I was going to say books. But we don't have that much time. What book has had the biggest impact on you? The Wealth Choice mm, by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. Yeah. And I forget the subtitle, but I know it's about um, something similar to Af- African-American CEOs and entrepreneurs and mm. their millionaires and stories. And I literally read that book um, early into my entrepreneurship journey, business journey. And just hearing the stories of so many people, whether, you know, they're a CEO, starting from scratch, making products in their kitchen, they struggled, and then they rose to the top. And they're very, very, very successful. And I think that prepared me mentally and emotionally for this journey that I'm on today. Great. Are you reading anything currently right now? I am, actually. I'm reading The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Okay. 
and The Bugs in Our Brain by Robert Christensen. Nice, nice. If you had $1 million to use to build your business, what is one thing you would immediately invest in? And I think this is a great question because a lot of people want to know, well, where should I invest first if I'm just getting started? So if you had a million dollars, where would you immediately invest? Within my business, I would hire, I don't need a million dollars, but I would hire uh, three to five people. Uh, those people would be full-time graphic designer, a video producer, and another marketing person. Mm -hmm. And I would just focus on creating content all day, every day. Content, content, all, right? Yeah, multiple forms of content, um, audio, video, written, probably a writer, I guess. And um, every platform, that's my goal for 2018, distribution on all of these channels. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I would do. I don't need a million dollars, but that's exactly what I would do. Yeah. Well, I could use a million dollars. What is your number one ritual practice that helps you stay focused, intentional, and in alignment with your purpose? Yes. So in my phone, I, I use this app called AnyDo, and it's my to-do list. But what I do is um, I have... Um, I don't know. There's a book called It Works, and I've I write down my goals on what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's dollar amount, number of speaking events, I just write it down, and I set the timer on it three times a day, and I read it every day, three times a day, morning, noon, and night. And I hear those things all the time, but setting the timer <laughs> has made a world of difference, because. Um, I don't believe in bad days, but bad moments. So the window's very short between me having a bad moment and me having to read my goals again throughout the day. And it, mm -hmm. it just keeps me motivated. Great. If you could meet any entrepreneur or major leader, who would it be? Any entrepreneur. So many, I've been very fortunate um, right now, I would still say Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. Uh, I haven't put as much effort as I should, but he's the person I would like to meet. Um, I love his work. Um, and I love his, from what I see, I love the way his business slash personal life is set up as mm -hmm. far as he's an adjunct, excuse me, he's a professor at Clark Atlanta. Yes. Uh, he's still able to write books. Um, he has a PhD. And those are some of the things that I desire as well. Nice. Yeah. I've been thinking about that myself as far as going back to school and getting a, a PhD. I'm not sure in what particular area just yet, but yeah, I definitely want to do that as well. I'm right there with you. What is your number one favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? Talking to you, talking to people <laughs> like you, um, listening to the stories. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a journey. And I just love listening to people. Awesome. Awesome. What is your favorite thing to do with your spare time? <laughs> Get massages. <laughs> okay. Okay. Get massages. 
Well, we have come to the end of this episode. We talked a little bit about Michelle's book and she gave us some insight on what she sees or how she sees success as. And she also gave us a little insight of how she overcome or overcame the obstacle of wanting to please her parents instead of following the beat of her own drum. And so, Michelle, let's end with this. How would you encourage for that person who is a career professional, has an idea, wants to start their own business, really are individuals who are passionate about stepping out and doing something on their own, what advice would you give them today? Plan, pray, and push. Plan, pray, and push. Okay. Pray, plan, and push. (laughs) Really no particular order. Just make sure you're doing all three. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, be flexible. Um, Things are going to come up. Um, And I would like to say this. um, When you're good at what you do, you're always going to be afforded opportunities. Mm. And lots of times we try to make opportunities fit. It's nothing to do with the plan. (laughs) But it's such a good opportunity. And somehow it, it takes you off path, right? It may be for a day or two, maybe for a couple of months, um, but really just plan, pray, and push through. It's really about pushing through. Um, so many people are going to start with you, but they're going to fall off along the way. That's more reason why you have to keep pushing. Plan, pray, and push. I like that. That's good. Let us know how we can stay in contact with you and where we could find you online via social media, website, so on and so forth. Yes, uh, please reach out to me. Website is michellegomay.com. That's N-G-O-M-E.com. And I love Instagram uh, as Facebook as well. Michelle Gomay, first and last name. And I just, I want to connect with people. That's what I'm about. If you have a moment, after you listen to the School of Purpose, you can hop on over to the Networking with Michelle show. And yeah, tell you everything you want to know about life and business. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Michelle, thank you for joining us for this episode of the School of Purpose podcast. I'm always excited to interview someone who has really taken some time to identify what their passion and their purpose is and then sharing their journey with others so that they can be inspired and be motivated to pursue their own personal goals and aspirations. For those of you who have listened to today's episode, I want to thank you for listening to the episode. I want to thank you for being a faithful follower and thank you for just reaching out to me anytime that I might be slipping and not having a new episode. And so I am dedicated and committed. We've been doing this for almost three years now, and I am going to continue to do it and continue to be a light in the midst of darkness, continue to be information for those who lack it, and continue to be the inspiration for those who need it. If you would, I would appreciate it if you go to iTunes and listen to today's show and leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought about today's show. And if you have not hit that subscribe button to the show, please subscribe to the School of Purpose podcast because we are definitely 
after helping those who are, like I say, emerging purpose-driven entrepreneurs who want to build powerful, purposeful, and profitable personal brands online because you too have a message that needs to be heard in the world. Thank you for joining us today and be sure to check us out each and every week on Monday mornings for the School of Purpose podcast. Take care. Have a great rest of your week.